what would you Google? <laughs> I don't know. Secret third <laughs> news item? Secret third story? Like, right. I don't know. I, listen, I had stuff going on. You know. So Kat's thoroughly prepared for the secret life of the third eye blind drummer. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm like, it was the first Google link. <laughs> and now finally in 1980s news, Kat, take it away. How do you toss it to another uh, anchor, John? What's the... We go now to Kat in the studio. Kat, how's it looking down? <laughs> Not so good. Down where? I'm not prepared. The third <laughs> secret. And then we say welcome back to another episode of 1980s. Now, a weekly examination of the importance of 1980s pop culture and its continued influence today. Hey, my name is Will, and joining me as always are my friends and co-hosts, Kat and John. Hello, guys. How are you? Hi, guys. Good. Thank you. Howdy, howdy. We're almost there. It's almost going to happen. You'll get to it, I know, but I just had to say we're almost there. Yeah, I'm all getting to it like in 30 seconds. Hey, meanwhile, though, um, Not soon but enough. First. before we get there, though, after this show, turn on an episode of Gen X Grown Up, hosted by our very own John here. Oh, yeah. Hey, thank you. Yay, you John. Hey, on today's show, like we do uh, every now and then, that when we need to do something that requires very little preparation, we're going to be attempting to survive, I think we do six seconds, I think, maybe. I think that sounds right, Although, if I remember correctly. I remember, and this, well, I'll finish, finish what we're doing. So six seconds of each of the current top 10 songs on the Billboard 100. Mm-hmm. And we'll ask whether they're better than the song that charted around the same time 40 years ago. All right. No, they won't I be. know, right? We know already. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs> well, last foregone conclusion. Well, last week, right. you know, this came up because we were talking about what we were questioning whether the song Your Love by the outfield right. was the, you know, mm, the greatest right. summer song of all time, as uh, journalist Annie, Annie Zaleski wrote. Uh, and we were, it, she had written how, you know, the, how outfield were uh, ahead of their time by cutting to the chase. You know, John pointed mm. out by the third beat mm-hmm. in the first measure, the lyrics start. And that the article pointed out the new songs kind of do that today, too, because otherwise, you know, and the young mm. folk click away. I disagree. That's right. We're, we're TikToking to the next thing. You disagree? Well, I don't, yeah. I, I, any of the songs we've done in the past, I don't, if they had gotten to it in the first measure, maybe we would have survived. Hmm. Sure, sure. So maybe we need All to right. do more than six mm-hmm. seconds. I don't know, to be mm-hmm. fair. No, I can usually just decide within six seconds if, if I would like to move on or not. <laughs> hey, before we do any of that, though, we're going to review current news <laughs> stories related to 1980s media, including Taylor Swift saves vinyl. Uh-huh. Don't trust vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> and the third secret story, you could own the little Frankenstrat. <gasps> hey, before we do any of that, though, oh, by the way, there's, mm-hmm. there's still time codes like you always wanted. I still mm-hmm. do it for you. There's time codes in the show notes if you want to skip any of these stories or skip straight to the six-minute, six-second showdown. Mm-hmm. Before we do news, though, as John was teasing a moment ago, we want to make a brief announcement. Oh, we're just days away now, right? I mean, depending on when you're listening <laughs> mm-hmm. to it, it could be right. today. Uh, it could have been yesterday right. or last oh, yeah. week. One, you could have missed it. Three, four. By the time, if any anybody listening on Monday, see, so, four days. <laughs> I knew Kat would get there. I knew she would do the math and then realize it's pointless to do the math because you don't know when anyone's listening. Because I don't know when anyone's listening. Uh, but yeah, we'll be at the Southern Fried Gaming Expo down in Atlanta, July 28th through the, through mm-hmm. the 30th. 
So hopefully you're hearing this in time to join us because we'll be doing a panel there uh, on the 29th at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. And, yeah. and John, in his phone, he's going to be with us, of course, because he's a member of this crew. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. also John will be right. doing panels with his uh, his buddies over at Degenix Grown Up as well. Oh, and mm-hmm. you know, during our mm-hmm. panel, at least, right, we're going to mm-hmm. be doing a true crime. Yeah. A true crime, be, see? Crime, but it's going to be true. You mug. <laughs> and it's going to be an interesting <laughs> and fascinating story with a lot of different levels and layers about <clears throat> the Atari, the ambitious Atari game Sword, Cat, Sword Quest, which is really mm-hmm. the theme of the saga, which was mm. really four games uh, within that. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, I thought, look, we bet George wrote the script and he gave it to me earlier this week. I thought I would just tease you. I'll just give you the first paragraph. <gasps> a teaser? Introduction. Okay. okay. Uh, here. A preview? Right. And then I have to tell you why I'm so excited to be doing this live. But you okay. do the teaser first. Yeah, okay, so let me see. <clears throat> <laughs> I want to hear that too. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna use a slightly different voice instead of having the <gasps> dentures. Can't have Ooh. dentures. I'll speak speaking more <laughs> triumphantly. Something like this. I don't know. It's oh. gonna sound like the same thing. It all sounds like me, right? Okay, here we go. <laughs> I'll put on some music. This isn't the final okay. music, but we you know. Oh, there's different music here. even. You know, there'll be music Ooh. in the background like there always is, right? Oh, good. Okay. Our tale today Three. is a tale like no other. A tale of adventure and quests of a mighty kingdom on the edge of collapse. A puzzle tied to the stars and the very nature of the universe. Clever heroes and ruthless usurpers. Mysteries solved and treasures lost. Secrets buried in the desert and mighty champions betrayed. Join us. As we adventure for the treasures of Sword Quest. And then the music oh. cue will hit at the right time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I'll probably re-record yes. that even for the show. All right. I was going to say, you can. <laughs> what? You have you, to leave You can just record the whole thing and we'll just put play. And when we get to <laughs> SMP, I'm going to go hang out with George. <laughs> Where is he? Can't find him. So the reason I'm so excited yeah. to be doing this live is because... Yeah. Because of the different entry vectors each of us have into this story, mm, right? Yep. So, mm. yeah, yep, yes. So, ah. Will has some knowledge of it. I think mm-hmm. secondhand, maybe I don't know that you ever played the Sword Quest games back in the day, or you know them well. I but tried. you've done a lot of research okay. on it, yeah. and you're now aware of what's going on. You know what the story was or the background, so you know mm-hmm. it from an analytical current day position. Uh-huh. I know the story as a ten year old little boy who was. Ant to try to win me some stuff from the Sword oh. Quest contest. You lived it. Yes, I lived it. Okay. I play. I play, wow. tried to play those garbage mm-hmm. games, and finally, we have Cat, <laughs> who is intentionally staying absolutely blank slate. She's been interrupted, so she will be stunned by what's going to happen in this story. And I can't wait to see her reaction. As if I wouldn't have been stunned anyway, even if I knew anything. I have, I have a new edition I have to read. Sex, murder, and mayhem. Just to make it sound more intriguing to Cat now. Are things that are not included in this story. Because it's about a bunch of nerds. There's a little mayhem. Okay. Hey. So, a weekend full of fun and activities. And we'll be there and uh, look forward to seeing you. And hey, you don't want to see us? Come for the games. Come for the vendors. Have we made it clear? That this is going to be the first time yeah. that all three of us will be in the same physical space at the same time. I, I think have you may have alluded to it. Yes. Maybe. You, you may have mentioned okay. it on occasion. I, I think it's you, crazy, right? 
I think <laughs> you and your parole officer have made it clear. Well, Neither Will or I have been in person with John. <laughs> well, your luck has finally run clear. out. <laughs> I, I feel like there's so oh. much pressure on John now. There is. Right. No. I've got to make, I have to make a first impression one no. year deep into my first impression. Yeah. <laughs> there's no pressure. I'm John, just happy. Shower, deodorant, uh, mouthwash, maybe a stick of gum close by. Do all For things. you, I'll finally do all those things yeah, in the please. same day. Please. Phew. Okay. <laughs> it needs some motivation, right? And it could right. be the first time that Cat, John, myself, and you are all in the same place at the Ooh. same time. So go to gameatl.com. Nice. For your tickets nice. and more information. Roger that. Hey, let's get caught up on 1980s news. Hey, uh, this week in 1980s news, as reported by Paper and Forbes, Taylor Swift is carrying the vinyl industry on her back. <laughs> so while uh, Swift has broken a number of streaming and other records for digital content, last year Swift's album Midnight's surpassed another benchmark, helping push vinyl sales past CD sales in the UK for the first time since the hmm. 1980s. It's probably wow. largely because like she re-recorded everything, right? Let's to get out from under the right. contracts that mm -hmm. she had. Yes. And so even if you, even if you already had her stuff or you had her stuff on vinyl, now you're buying yeah. it again because she has this whole yep. back catalog that she redid. Yeah. Well, although I guess I don't know that would be, an, that, that sounds like she has an even bigger challenge than, that, you know, one that might discourage folks from buying it, you know, her fans, since I already got a copy, it's going to sound the same. And what we right. understand about Swifties, she could, she could re-record her own work probably Again. 10 different times and they will still buy every single edition. So <laughs> that's interesting. She could just gargle. Is it, ah, 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 right. Gold, triple platinum. I mean, all she has to just make a noise and record it. She wins. <laughs> Well, uh, little trend. And, and, <laughs> I'd buy it. Despite the fact that you guys are significantly undercutting this achievement of hers, it is the highest selling <laughs> vinyl album of the 21st century. That's nuts. Okay. During its first mm -hmm. week, Midnight's mm -hmm. uh, moved over 1.6 million mm -hmm. units right off the bat, including 575,000 <gasps> vinyl LPs in the album's week of first week of release. So that was the end of last wow. year. Now, Swift also claims mm -hmm. the record for the second largest vinyl sales week for a single album as she just dominated mm. the Billboard 200 albums chart with her latest release, Speak Now. And as John says, it's the Taylor's version. Yes. So I mm -hmm. suppose Midnight, Midnight's wasn't yep. Taylor's version. Speak okay. Now is right. though, a Taylor's version. Mm -hmm. And it's just, and it's just first seven days, it sold a staggering half a million copies, but only <laughs> 268,000, I say only, 268,000, a whopping mm -hmm. 268,000 were vinyl, oh. according to Billboard. So I have tailored, uh -huh. so they're nice. tailored, I have, Nice. tailored a question yeah. for you Ooh. I've carefully crafted it to be able to ask this same question in this news story okay. and in the next news story okay oh so here we go question mm -hmm. on deck here it comes do you think these people that are buying vinyl ravenously are actually mm -hmm. listening to the vinyl oh, yeah. or do they ah. want it because of the tangible mm -hmm. collectability of the vinyl and they're really just listening right. on streaming after all, once they have it. I could only speak from my own firsthand mm. experience. My, my youngest, mm -hmm. uh, we, we, she buys these albums. She just got, mm -hmm. she just got this one the other day, like yesterday or two days ago, we got it at the record store here. Oh, in town. the one we're talking she about. She does listen all to right. them. She has yeah. a turntable and she listens to them. So she, she does enjoy. On the, vinyl. Yeah. Really? She enjoys mm -hmm. the, uh, t mm. you know, the tactile experience of taking it out. It's actually a purple, uh -huh. I think purple or pink. She loves that. 
Ooh. And now they're doing that. She, she and she makes various mm-hmm. colors, so you could buy them five times. You know, to Cat's point. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, they, she makes the multiple colors. And, that's you know. that's why you sell one and a half million. Yeah, you, she actually made three thousand <laughs> yeah. different uh, colors, right. and they just each sold a few yeah. thousand. Right. <laughs> so look, that's only one person's experience, but my, I know my daughter does. To your point, John. Yeah, I don't know if it's like mm-hmm. like we've talked about this before. If it's like a you know pop vinyls, it's just right. or Funko pops. Mm-hmm. I do see pictures that people have posted on like Twitter or maybe Instagram of them playing a record. Uh, I have seen that. I don't know if it's a setup. <laughs> I'm not sure if right. it's just a, Ooh, right. let me just place this on my turntable and then well, put it away carefully. they probably also posted a picture of them happy with their spouse, but we know that's bullshit, <laughs> right? So oh. Everybody posts their best life on social, whether or not it's sure. true or not. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I collect old vinyl. I love collecting yeah. and, and weird yeah. nerdy stuff like Sesame Street records and <laughs> right. made for kids and story Yay. records. Cool old nerdy things. And yes. the first thing I do is see if I can just go download the digital to make it more convenient. Or if not, I yeah. will rip it once and then put it away. Mm-hmm. So I always think that in this day and age, when you're on the, you know, you're on the go and you got your iPod, well, iPod's dead, iPhone, whatever, mm-hmm. or you're streaming <laughs> or whatever, vinyl is so yes. impractical to really enjoy your music the way that modern people enjoy their music. Mm-hmm. So that's, mm-hmm. that's why I always wonder, yeah, they're buying them, but I think they're buying it because they love the artist, not because they have to have the vinyl. And I, I wonder if some people want to have it as a, um part of an atmosphere in their mm-hmm. house or they're, you know, reliving their, uh, reliving an experience of throwing the record on and, Oh, I'm having guests over for dinner. And this would be a cool <laughs> feature of, mm. of the dinner. Look at Will, look at Will's face. I'm listening to your <laughs> audio. Eyebrow up. That's why I'm like, I wish you, I wish you wouldn't lift your head up when you talk, but go ahead. Oops. Yeah, that, that, you did that. Like See, and then it's like a big echo. Like that? I looked at the Just ceiling. Look at I'm us. sorry. Keep concentrating on us. <laughs> Just look at, is there a spider okay, up there? What are you, you doing? So, no, sometimes when I'm thinking, I, I, I look. She has notes written on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> See, now you guys are on to me. My spiral <laughs> is <laughs> all, all of a sudden, <laughs> a book just falls down. That darn duct tape didn't work. I was just trying to support. I was trying to find a reason why people might want oh, okay. vinyl. Right. You were talking about the ambiance. They might have yeah. the people oh, over okay, and they yeah. play some records ambiance. just because. Oh, John, thank yep. you. Because that's the word I was looking for. Not atmosphere. Ambiance. Okay. We mm. needed to do all that to get there. Thank you. I guess, and, and we've talked about this before. It's like, I guess ultimately, I think, John, you said this. It's like, who cares? I mean, collect people collect whatever they collect. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Swift now dominates the list of the five largest sales weeks ever for vinyl albums since Luminate, formerly Nielsen Music, began tracking the format sales in 1991. So I, I looked at, because we're going to be talking about the top uh, 10 hit songs from this year, 2023, as compared to 1983. So I, mm-hmm. I looked at what the top selling album in 1983 was. What a good year for music. Oh, one of the best selling albums of all time. Um, something Is Michael it, Jackson. Oh, oh, oh. Michael okay, Jackson. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thriller. It was also the best-selling album in 1984 mm-hmm. as well. See, I think, yeah, I, I, I had Thriller associated with 84 in my head. So, mm. but The most surprising thing awesome. to me, because I looked at the whole decade's right. work, awesome. is that 1982, the best-selling album was Asia by Asia. Oh. I never realized they were that oh. big. Like everybody else throughout the decade seems to make sense. Bruce Springsteen, Whitney Houston, Bon Jovi, George Michael, Bobby Brown. <laughs> that was a good album. Yeah, okay, I oh. can see that. Uh, mm-hmm, curiously, mm-hmm. uh, I gotta go download Asia. Shit. So while Swifties hurriedly <laughs> purchased vinyl copies of Speak Now, Taylor's version, maybe for the third and fourth time, uh, something uh-huh. went wrong at the vinyl pressing plant because it, it's, it's, 
Instead of hearing uh, Taylor (laughs) belt out the song Mine, some fans uh, got this. The 70 billion people of Earth. The 70 billion people of Earth. The 70 billion people of Earth. Where are they hiding? And those folks, <laughs> folks who were treated to this instead, <laughs> uh, thought maybe this was some sort of secret <laughs> message that uh, Taylor had embedded in the vinyl. <laughs> now it turns out that's just an early '90s uh, EDM song by uh, mm-hmm. Cabaret Voltaire called. So Soul. wait, I, I just I need I need clarity. Are you saying that mm-hmm. some of those albums went out with that on the album instead? They used the wrong yes. blank, the wrong die, and just for that one yes. track. Like you dropped the needle on the first track. That's what it was for one track. Ah, uh, okay. So yeah, I know. I, I thinking about mm-hmm. how they make these things. I don't that's, know how. Yeah. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. But you know, now to think about our next story, I gotta get how that could happen. Maybe. Okay. Uh, All right. Hmm. Mm. All right. Speaking of that, another mm-hmm. 1980s news. Uh, audiophile record label Mobile Fidelity Sound Lab, also known as MoFi, mm-hmm. will pay 40,000 consumers <laughs> a total of 25 million dollars to settle a class action lawsuit uh, that was just launched last August. The label commonly known as mm-hmm. Mo- the label commonly known as MoFi stood accused of using digital processes or processes during the manufacture of its quote all analog album releases. So I think oh. in short, you know, they're they're talking about how they have the highest yeah. quality pressings. They use the original masters, mm-hmm. etc. It turns out they were doing what John said he does. You know, when he buys a record, he looks to see if he could di- download a digital version first. Yeah. And they were using that. Right. This is absolutely crazy. I think of all of those cinephiles yeah. or, or, or right. audiophiles, rather. Yes, cinephiles yes. would be upset too, but audiophiles yeah. who <laughs> I can, you know, they're, I got to put my glasses on so I can, so I can push them up in the bridge of my nose. Yeah. Now I can definitely hear the difference between vinyl and DVD, right? And how many of them? Didn't realize the difference for the uh-huh. longest time until they heard about the class action lawsuit. That staggers uh. me and brings me to my repeat question. Do you think people are buying these and actually listening <laughs> oh, to them? No, or they're just buying yeah, them nice. so they can say they have this vinyl and then they're just listening to the digital. Otherwise, people that really yeah. claim to know the difference. And I believe they nice. can. I can't. Sure. But I think people that say mm-hmm. they can hear the difference, they would have known mm-hmm. immediately. Right? Yeah, that's a good point, John. I think you answered your own question. Absolutely. And I see that one too, sort of. Uh, that is a really good point. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, at least it's, look, they have a class action suit because at least one guy figured it out. <laughs> this, <laughs> it's, it's the guy pushing his glasses up. Um, actually, I can tell the difference. The, yes. Thanks for coming to the show. Uh, the scandal, which is known as MoFi Gate, uh, broke last summer when Phoenix record store owner Mike Esposito uploaded two videos to YouTube accusing the company of using digital masters in their, quote, all mm. analog and, quote, triple analog records. Mm. And MoFi subsequently issued an apology for using unclear language and betraying the customer's trust. But two customers filed a class action lawsuit in Washington alleging that MoFi's analog branding was deceptive and resulted in them paying inflated prices. Mm -hmm. The last time I owned a record, a new record, it was probably in the 1980s. I purchased a record, you know? Mm -hmm. I purchased a lot of records. Sure. You know, a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of course. So I don't know now, like, look, obviously this uh, gentleman from this record store noticed a difference that led him to, I I should find those videos. That'd be curious. But to your point, John, if you take a digital version of a song, but put it in an analog Mm -hmm. medium, but it's Mm -hmm. brand new, does it, what are you hearing here? It has some of the warmth of the analog medium, but right. it's an analog version of a digital thing. So not as much because the ma- original masters, I guess right. would have been analog as well. So they would have been warmer already. Yeah. I don't know. I would, I'd love to hear the difference. I really, really would. I yeah. wanted to know how did this guy yeah. figure it out? Yeah. 
and and what detective work <laughs> did he do? Yeah. How did how did it get this far? You know, and I make fun of audio files just because I myself can't hear the difference. <laughs> I'm I'm sure it's a large part because of my age. Like as you get That's older, true. the fidelity of your ears aren't mm. quite as you know attuned. So by the time I cared, mm. I couldn't tell the sure. difference anymore. Right? But yeah, <laughs> like I. I do get it, how audio files mm-hmm. that can tell the difference, I respect that they can, and they say that they can. I have no reason to disbelieve them. However, mm-hmm. I mean, digital, you can do fully lossless digital with like a format like FLAC or something, and it's so close to capturing all the nuance and all of the, the, the response and all the audio. Because when you have compression, you lose something. That's the nature of compression. That's how it works. Sure. That's why you can download MP3s, you know, in a second instead Mm -hmm. of an hour because they're small enough. It was pure lossless. It wouldn't be. So in their defense, but in, I can see in MoFi's defense that they're like, well, we use the absolute lossless best version of this thing. And they could probably argue with modern things. At some point, they're going to go through a digital process anyway. Maybe it's for storage. Maybe it's for, it probably hit digital anyway. But if you advertise it as pure analog, right. that, that's the sticky wicket. Yeah. yeah. That absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They were misleading with yeah. that language, I think. In January, MoFi described who described themselves as the undisputed leader in audio file recording since 1977. They elected to settle the case, but the amount of the settlement was disputed by some consumers who argued it had been breached through a quote reverse auction, end quote, in which MoFi argued with <laughs> ineffectual lawyers to find the cheapest possible settlement. Mm-hmm. So they suggested there oh. was some sort of, you know, inside sort of, you know, dealing between the attorneys represent, re- hmm. representing both sides and that they could have gotten a better oh. deal else otherwise. But uh, just now, just recently, a federal judge approved the $25 million payout, which will allow customers to either receive a full refund or mm-hmm. keep mm-hmm. their albums and receive a 5% cash refund or 10% of the money they spent uh, in credit to buy another future album that also is quote all analog. <laughs> right. You know what they should have to do is you're right. They actually show up in front of a, you know, go to the record store or whatever. They play two versions. You uh-huh. tell me which one's the analog one. If you could tell me you get a mm-hmm. refund, otherwise get that shit out of here. That's right. That's that would be fantastic. And this is going to mm-hmm. make those audio files sheet or get off the pot. Right. Because it's like, are you mm-hmm. really mad mm. that uh-huh. this version's bad? In which case get your refund or, are yeah. you going to take the credit so you can buy more records that are actually probably great, just not exactly what you saw advertised? Yeah. So I think yes. that's going to be very telling. Yeah. They could end up making money off of this. If more people take <laughs> the, the credit, the yeah. credit yeah. they're going to make more sales. And it'd be like, boo-hoo on yeah. us. We did a no-no and doubled our sales this quarter. Oh, no, we were caught. No, stop, please. Make it stop. No. MoFi's upcoming releases include the six David Lee Roth era Van Halen albums, which will be released as 45 RPM double vinyl sets each retail. Wait, what? Double 45s? What does that mean? Yeah, so they're taking 33 and a third and they're mastering at 45 because at 45 you have a faster record and you have more fidelity because it's it's a higher sample rate when you're playing an album Mm -hmm. at 45. Yeah. And well, no, it's two albums. You have to split it oh, because it oh, won't fit okay. on one album. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you could probably fit about three songs per side. Think about a 45. Like right. one, one song. If it's in that one much space, song. about three yeah. of those on a 12 inch LP, you can fit about three or four yeah. songs per side, not the six or seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you want a uh, 45 mm-hmm. double vinyl uh. set, it retails at $125 each. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> I guess you'd want to know whether it's analog or not or triple analog or whatever they said. Oh. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of uh, David Lee, Speaking of David Lee Roth, Europe. Speaking of, it's funny that I can't say it. And I'm keep saying the word speaking though. Suggesting as if I could. 
Speaking of David Lee Roth era Van Halen, and finally in 1980s news, uh-huh. once again, it's time to uh-huh. play... In Philadelphia, oh, no. it's worth 50 bucks. Oh, 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 we have to... As of last (laughs) month, the scaled-down version of the late but legendary guitarist Eddie Van Halen's Frankenstrat guitar, played by Uh young Eddie in Van Halen's famous music video for Hot for Teacher, was posted for sale Mm -hmm. on eBay. Uh, Per Uh the listing, it is, Mm -hmm. quote, quite possibly the oldest piece of legitimate Van Halen memorabilia to ever go up for sale, end quote. Wow. Uh, the, okay. the pop guitar is smaller. It's a smaller version of Van Halen's iconic red, black, and white Frankenstrat. In the uh-huh. video, child actor Brian Hitchcock, who, who portrayed uh, young Eddie, can be seen lounging on a classroom desk with the instrument strapped over his shoulder. I didn't notice anybody okay. else in the video except I the teacher. <laughs> nope. Was, oh. <laughs> there are other people in that video? Yes, oh, apparently man. children. <laughs> oh. I, whoever's looking at the children, uh. you got to arrest those people. You got it. <laughs> you got to look into those people. I was worried about these children. Oh, okay. Mm. In fairness, they may have Sorry. different motives than us, Will. Yeah. Uh, the guitar is signed by right. Eddie Van Halen himself, <laughs> along with the message, thanks, Brian. The uh, uh-huh. guitar is not alone, though, because it's packaged with additional memorabilia, which includes the outfit worn by young Eddie in the video, an assortment of photos taken from the day of filming, an original script for the music video and items from the 1985 American Video Awards where the clip was a nominee. Mm-hmm. While the, I'm going to give you, you know, you guys, as Kat anticipated, I'm going to ask you guys to each bid on this item that's up for sale. Price is right style. Uh-huh. Uh, closest without going yeah. over. But I'm going to give you a little bit of guidance here by telling you two bits of information. Okay. While this version of the guitar is not okay. playable, the full-size Frankenstrat that Van Halen plays in the video sold at auction just this past April for $3.9 million. But I'm going to give you another piece of information to help you, okay. you know, okay. sort of a home in on it. Because this isn't the first time the Young Eddie guitar has been put out on sale. The current seller purchased oh. it from Hitchcock at auction in 2020. And more recently, uh-huh. the owner took the guitar in the reality TV series Pawn Stars looking for $100,000 oh. for it, for the instrument. Oh. Mm-hmm. But the pawn, okay. pawn shop proprietor Corey Harrison countered with an offer of $30,000 and ultimately a deal was not made. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so I turn to you guys. How much do you think the current, what do they call it, buy now price is on eBay? For the Lil Frankenstrat, which sounds like a rapper's name. <laughs> Speaking about new music. I love Lil Frankenstrat. You can yeah. spit. <laughs> so here's the thing, Kat. Uh-huh. I don't have any idea what what Van Halen memorabilia goes for, but right. I uh-huh. watch a lot of Pawn Stars. Ooh. So let's logic okay. this out. Ready? Oh, wait. Okay. Uh, are we doing teamwork? <laughs> Oh, you can. I was just share with you. Right, I was share with you. I could be, okay. I could be lying. Oh, uh, That's right. <laughs> or you can <laughs> disagree. <laughs> yeah. Well, ultimately, we can bid, but I want to have us both in the, the ballpark. Here's the thing: they went on Pawn Stars. They asked for a hundred grand. Clearly, that was too much because Corey came back and said thirty. So, mm-hmm. typically, they will never offer greater than fifty percent of the value on Pawn Stars. Plus, okay. the higher the value, mm-hmm. that percentage comes down because of the amount of time they'll have to stock it and keep it in the store mm-hmm. before a, a viable buyer comes along. So. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's the end of my intel. So that's, that's, that's the third nugget of information. Will gave us two. I gave you a third nugget of information. Yeah, thanks. So I have, I'll even go first. Uh-huh. If you bid $1, you will not get a hug at SFG. <laughs> <gasps> Say it. 
Just say it. Just so you know. I'll do I'll do a, I'll do something. Yeah, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do, go big you go, and go one dollar and win. Be. You, you, when you go to hug him, he's going to throat punch you, cat. Oh, <laughs> I have a defense for that. He can't. No. Cat's a ninja. I don't know you. That's not my purse. Um, let's see. So I'm going to go. If it's current value, I offered 30. I'm going to put it at 83.5. Okay. Right, John says 83.5. And I feel like. One dollar. Oh, no one was going to do it. Um, I'm wondering. Oh, I was looking up. It's not even that you look up. Thought, it's that your whole head goes up. I'm so sorry. I thought you were cheating and saying, go lower, oh, cat. No, no. It's like, turn oh, your John, look at, I thought he I'm was like, too. This shit's rigged. What's going on here? I really want to hear you. I thought John said like, the same thing. Like, no, go no, no. lower, Just cat. turn your head lower. There you go. So cat's okay. like 82.4. <laughs> I'm trying to think about when Eddie Van Halen died. Okay. Good time. Because <laughs> oh. it brings a <laughs> smile to my face. Oh, I'm trying to imagine if perhaps as, as time has passed since then, that there's more nostalgia, that perhaps this item has greater sure. value uh, yeah, so. uh, than, than it did back then. Reason. And I'm going to say, I just want to say 100000 okay. is, you know, kind of around his original asking right. price. So, uh, John, uh, uh, bid uh, 83 mm. five. Cat bids $100,000. Mm-hmm. The a winner, the closest without uh, going over is cat it's even higher than 100 grand wow oh my gosh seller on ebay is asking for 150 thousand dollars 150 that's not gonna happen wow i thought it was being risky there but i I, wow okay (laughs) maybe at auction if there are enough fans in the audience i can't see you going for that Well, That's hey, great. if you want to uh, check it out, mm. uh, put your bid in or just, again, pick it up for that uh, cool $150,000. Head over to eBay and look for the mm-hmm. uh, Frankenstrap. All right. Hey, Bye. that's right. it. Let's so wait, wait, Kat, I've changed my mind. If you'd like to change your bid to $1, you can do that now. <laughs> you should have left it open. Uh, uh, she would have done it, too. Hey, that was 1980. Hey, our independent podcast is brought to you every week by folks just like you. So if you'd like to help us out, please follow us on the podcast platform you're listening to right now. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Share an episode on Facebook. All of these actions just take a moment and are 100% free. But if you'd like to chuck in a buck and help us keep publishing the show week after week, please visit us at 1980snow.com slash support to find out how you can send us a dollar or two. And thank you so much. It means a lot. All right. Hey, let's have some fun. I like doing these episodes because, again, little preparation. In fact, I did even less preparation than usual. I have no stats for you whatsoever about anything. Awesome. We have- so it's as if I did it, right? It's as if you did it. <laughs> I'm kidding. Actually, it's the opposite. <laughs> opposite. One of our most recent yes. preparations, I didn't give any stats. Most of the time I give too much. You didn't much. do that, but you wrote a journal entry about it instead. So you were right. You're That's like, right. I got to be mindful and cut down on stats. I know. I'll fill it with life lessons. Uh, so yeah, look, we got the convention coming up or it's already happened, depending on when you're listening to the episode. It may be in four mm-hmm. days that's if it. you were listening to Cat's math earlier, but regardless, <laughs> that's why, you know, we're half or full or a quarter assing it, but we're going to have fun and we're going to learn some stuff along the way, including that music was the friends we had all along or something. Turns out. It was during that time that music was carrying us. That's why there's only one set of footprints. Right. One one oh. set of vinyl record prints in yeah. the sand. In, in, That's right. Though. Music was carrying us on its back. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoa, and Taylor mm-hmm. Swift is carrying the music industry or vinyl. All right, whatever. This is not, it's getting less funny the more It's we, all come full circle. Okay. It's the opposite of a comedy <laughs> no. pyramid, which gets funnier as you go. It's a comedy oh. uh, mausoleum. We just gotta, <laughs> we're, we're just <laughs> driving it into the ground. <laughs> we're funneling it. It's down. a comedy iceberg where there's much, there's good comedies <laughs> under the surface though. Um, mm-hmm. Even in saying that, I just made it worse. Okay, listen. The best part's already. Here's melted. what I got for you guys. Just let's just get through this, okay? <laughs> I got the top ten. It's so fun. It's going to be let's a good show when you start with. Let's get. It's getting through less this. fun. It's getting less fun. So much. It's fun. becoming work now. The top ten hit songs <laughs> off the Billboard Hot 100 as of this week. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then right. you know, for every song that we we listen to and see whether or not we're going to rule it, uh, maybe a possible hit from our perspective as Gen Xers. Mm-hmm. I'll let you know what the song mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, of equal rank in, in 1983, mm-hmm. this week in 1983. All right. Awesome. All right. So I think, look, I think, again, I think we did six seconds roughly. I think that you gave us six seconds and then we got to hear a little bit more if we were curious. Shit. Well, too bad. He's only sampled six seconds. Yeah. Don't be curious. <laughs> <laughs> well, we also did one once where you just had to buzz it when you were out. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, that's what we're thinking. While, yeah. but and when we see if we oh, get yeah, to the, the six seconds. Oh yeah, we have to do the buzzer. Man, he wasn't kidding. Oh, he really did do less. Maybe it wasn't six seconds. <laughs> was it thirty seconds. seconds? And we buzzed it out of thirty seconds. Something like that. Yeah. Huh. We didn't. We didn't let it go longer than a certain amount of Shit. time. That was right. longer than six yeah. seconds. Right, let's pick it now. Let's just say uh, ten seconds. Does okay. that sound like okay. a reasonable right. amount? That's the second game in a row, which I'm making. I can tell if I'm going to listen to it or not. This is our third time. We really should have this down. How about I don't play any songs. You guys just react as if you heard or liked, you like the song or don't. And then I'll add some random songs in later. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, yeah. All right. Let's tell you what. Let's play 10. We're going to play 10 seconds. All right. Now I'm going to edit all that out. And it's just going to go to this. 10 seconds per song. (laughs) And everybody's got a buzzer. If you if you're sick of it, buzz it. If we make it to the 10 second point without any buzzes, it's a success. Two buzzes mm-hmm. and we're out. You only need two buzzes. We don't need all three buzzes. We need two. Okay. Right. And two it's out an of abject three. failure. Yep. Mm. I'm waiting for the fun. Are right, you guys ready? So how are you yep. going to present the, the 80s one? So if it doesn't get buzzed, we're saying it's better than the 80s. Mm. So no, not necessarily. Oh. I mean, we I think we did okay. that once. I think the first time we did it, we, we said just, that. We just wouldn't hate it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think right. we get to decide. Yeah, I guess yeah. afterwards Talk we could say it. relative, comparing that to the song in the 80s, what do we think love we it. like better? Mm-hmm. That, I love that. It makes All right, sense. Yeah. All right, okay, here yeah. we go. Here's the first song. This is, speaking of Taylor Swift, this is the number 10 right now in the oh. Billboard Hot 100 is Karma by Taylor Swift. Let's see if we can survive 10 seconds. Using up your time there, Taylor. Uh, is it me or is that hard to hear? That's how it sounds. Oh. That was 10 seconds. That was 10 seconds. <laughs> I, um, I would keep listening to it. It just at the ninth, eight or nine second too. thing, uh, yeah. it kept, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's better. Yeah. That's better. Well, here's the thing. I mean, yeah, yeah. Tay Tay's going to get a listen for me at least once anyway, okay. because mm-hmm. she has a great body of work and I love her voice and I think she does. You know, I think she mm-hmm. does good work. Not everything is a gym, but. Right, right. I like this mm-hmm. song. It's gotten better for me. I haven't heard this mm-hmm. song, 
but this is better. I, the beginning mm-hmm. didn't really hook me in because I was confused well, by she it. She was wasting <laughs> some time with the yeah the static and the sound effects. She did, yeah. 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 It's got a good little bouncy cadence to it that is reminiscent mm-hmm. of of a little bit of a like late 80s, early 90s vibe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know who yeah. produces her songs mm-hmm. now. And to John's point earlier, you know, she's re-recorded a number of her albums to get out of some get out of some mm-hmm. some real toxic people in her life that were taking advantage of her in her earlier albums. All right. Um, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, let's keep it going. But I, I agree, John. A lot of her songs sound like older songs. And look, it's, it's trendy now to use, you know, similar synthesizers and drum machines that were used in the 80s. Right. But because mm-hmm. of that, and maybe regardless of that, I would have liked them anyway. But yeah, I really dig a lot of her stuff because of that. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. All right. So that one's good. We like that one. Um, all yeah. right. So yeah. number 10 in uh, this week in 1983 was She Works Hard for the Money by Donna Summer. Mm. I, I got to go with Donna Summer. Mm-hmm. Personally, yeah, that's a bigger bop for me. That song doesn't do anything for me. I, you know, I'm no? I'm gonna put them dead even. I don't have no. it. I, oh, I I, I, li- I literally is like, she works hard for the money. Yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. And then this Taylor Swift song, just on pedigree, like I'm not mm-hmm. gonna pick a winner. Like I would I would treat them both equal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fair. I think I think I'm with you, John. I, I would never think that oh. I would choose anybody over a Donna Summer song. Uh-huh. Right, but I had a couple of uh, you know uh, Donna Summer albums when I was younger. And mm-hmm. this was one of them. Mm-hmm. Maybe if it was Bad Girls, I would pick Bad Girls over uh, Taylor Swift. Okay. But Another mm-hmm. Donna Summer song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, a better one. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I think they're at least dead even. Yeah, okay. All right. Hey, number nine this week on the Billboard Hot 100 is another Taylor Swift song. Oh. <laughs> we know that she's crushing okay. it. Look, we said she's crushing it. Wow. Right, and this song is okay. A Cruel Summer. Let's see if we can get through 10 seconds of this one here. See, I already like it now. Yeah, yeah, this one has a stronger start for me. Oh, yeah, this is much better for me. I'm not buzzing it. No one's buzzing it. We got through past, we got past 10 seconds. No problem. I I don't love it. Yeah. I don't love it. Mm -hmm. I I like the first song better. Even with the weird start in the first one, I like the first one better. This one's Mm -hmm. getting better. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now it's much better. Yeah. Cat's <laughs> laugh. I thought she was so, singing along like she knew the song all of a sudden. The sound uh, you were making. No. <laughs> no, oh, I didn't mean to. Oh. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. I was actually I was laughing mm-hmm. because it John, is there something about when she her her voice pitch gets higher or louder that you like mm. better? Because at first her voice was yeah. lower. Kind yeah, of doing this more yeah, basic I, I, thing. And then I, once I she think, got into more. Yeah. And it's, I don't think it's okay. the pitch. I think it's the strength. I like her voice strong. Mm. I don't care for her softer. Soft. I think she has okay. a strong voice. Yeah. And I don't think it's showcased as well when she's, when she's being all kind of mousy. Yeah. I got to tell you, squeak, squeak. <laughs> I did like the song. Mm-hmm. I didn't buzz it. So far, two songs we didn't buzz. Um, but when yeah. I hear it's named Cruel Summer, it's got to be this for oh. me, otherwise, call it something else. Wait, oh, are you just playing that for our enjoyment? Yeah, that's oh. not, yeah, it doesn't turn out that that was number nine in right, That's not the number nine. Yeah. That wasn't, yeah. that's not what we're comparing it to. Okay. Wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't that be serendipitous? Oh no. my goodness. That would be right. amazing. That yeah. didn't come out until 1984. <laughs> yeah. 40 years later, same song at number nine. No. <laughs> uh, no, number, yeah. no, but uh, here, Cruise Summer, you know, it's uh, there's such a strong mm-hmm. association between yeah. that title and yes. Bananarama. For me. Absolutely. 
In fact, I wondered if we were about to hear a cover oh, yeah. of that. Oh, no. <laughs> That's, That's the first I thing that I coming. thought too. And you know what? Yeah. Then when it wasn't, it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. At the beginning, I'm like, oh, that's why you look confused, John. Yeah. It's like, right. I'm like, you're playing Banana Rama at the wrong speed, Will. <laughs> the number nine in 1983 was Stand Back by Stevie Nicks. Oh. Mm, sorry. Stevie's got to win that one for me. Uh, yeah, I'm with Stevie as well. I think I'm, going I'm with, with Stevie. Taylor on this. <gasps> it's not that I'm not a ba- fan of Stevie Nicks, but. I think wow. similar to you know Donna oh. Summer, that song's fine, but to beat Taylor Swift, uh-huh. it'd have to be a different Stevie Nicks song. Which one? God damn it, Cat! I was hoping you wouldn't ask me. <laughs> Name really? one. He did say he wasn't prepared. Edge of Seventeen, maybe. Yes, Edge of Seventeen. That's what that's what okay. I was thinking. Edge, edge of Seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> that was my guess. I knew All there right. was a year in there. Or yeah. an age. And you, you know, I don't. I don't disagree with you, Will. I don't think that is the strongest Stevie Nicks songs either, but nor was that the strongest Taylor Swift song I've ever heard the first 10 seconds. So uh, that's why I go with Stevie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's Mm -hmm, see. Number mm -hmm. eight on the Billboard Hot 100 Mm -hmm. this week is a song called All My Life by, I hate when rappers call themselves Lil. This is Lil Frankenstrat. Oh. (laughs) Lil Dirk featuring J. Cole. Now I've heard of J. Cole. I can't tell you why, but anyway, here's All My Life by uh, Lil Dirk featuring J. Cole. 10 seconds on the clock. No, there's something. I know. No. I, that doesn't appeal to me. No. You know what I realize it is for me? Mm-hmm. That, 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 that this current style of rapping is, it feels yeah. so effortless and not in the way that's usually a compliment. Usually when you say you make this seem so easy, mm. it's a compliment to someone's skill. It's, no, I mean, after yes, listening, like they're not yes. actually trying to articulate, <laughs> to bring any energy, uh, passion, vi- nothing. I get nothing out of that. It mm-hmm. seems like they mm-hmm, worked mm-hmm. less hard at that than we did in preparing for this episode. No. Nope. I, want, I really just wanted to make that joke, but you did, you beat me to it. <laughs> I am sorry, Kat. I prepared that one joke. And that's all. The so next time you'll get me. Mm. Yeah. All right. There you go. I want to ride in my car and go to the store and ride the gang. I want to go to the mall. What is that? That's the old. That would no. be better, John. That would be better no. than what they're doing. I was lucky enough to go to the. I'm going to release a single. To go to the opening of the uh, yeah. Hip Hop 50. Hip Hop at 50. Uh, what do they call mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Exhibit. At the Rock Hall a couple ah, of weeks right. ago. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Before the yeah. opening, I, I was, because I, I'm a member at the Rock Hall, I got tickets to this uh, sm- little small uh, conversation that uh, Chuck D and DMC gave about hip hop. <gasps> so cool. I did it. They're not friends of mine, John. Oh, I can't get them on the show. <laughs> I had a personal conversation with Chuck D. I didn't D. talk to them. Lovely. I watched the panel, you know, where they were talking. I was eavesdropping. Okay. Now, DMC was supposed to be on the show last year this time. And then, like happens so often, his people ghosted me. Like, what? Just uh, tell me no. Mm. Don't tell me he'll be on in August and then stop. All right, whatever. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Chuck mm. D may actually mm-hmm. still come on eventually because uh, his, uh, I'm friendly with his publicist, and uh, she, he's, he's just been very busy mm-hmm. in connection with all these uh, events happening for the uh, Hip Hop well, 50. But anyway, but I'm reminded about, you know, some of the points that they made, and not, not to, to say that they disparaged any new rappers. Mm-hmm. But I'm reminded about folks in that generation how, and they're different in their styles and their presentation. But when what they were rapping about was a, they were rapping about something. Okay. Now Chuck D was more uh, you know socially active than DMC mm-hmm. in that regard. Mm-hmm. But D was D mm-hmm. was rapping about actual things I could connect to, relate to, understand. I don't 
know what this guy's talking about. <laughs> Mostly probably because he's not articulating words. All right, now I'm sounding like a true old guy here. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and even even classic hip hop did not necessarily, you're right, much of it was about it. It had a cause. It had a meaning, whatever sure. it was. But it, even it had if energy it was, at least. Right. Even if it was just mm -hmm. the fat boys mm -hmm. are back, right? You know, yes. Just yeah. Something goofy, just pure fun hip hop. Right. There was a there was a soul to it and a heart to it and an energy to it. That yes, it yeah, was like yeah. and you see these three plus size dudes and they are bouncing around and they're just yes. screaming and they are into it and they're not yeah. just you know they're not you know little phoned in. Yes, John, you're right. And it, you guys, you wanted to hear what they were saying. You wanted to hear that, and you can't understand because they were the hilarious. Ones yeah. are yes. saying. Yes. You wanted to learn and, the words. You wanted right, to dance. And, Right. And so they, I mean, I guess they have an audience now that don't care what they're saying. I, I guess. Yeah. Well, and I want to appreciate the structure of how you built the rhymes and how you put the meter in. Yes. I mean, all that is great mm -hmm. in, in hip hop yeah. that this is just like a stream of consciousness mumble thing. I don't know. It's weird. Okay. Yeah. I'm done complaining about it. Oh, so number, speaking number, of, eight, <laughs> number eight in 1983 was, is there something I should know by Duran Duran? Um, I don't know. It's going to be a tough one. Um, <laughs> Oh, if you want a hug, if you want a hug. You oh, know. Throat chop, throat chop, throat <laughs> chop, John. I don't know. Actually, this is really sad because you you guys buzzed the other song, so you have to, of course you're going to yeah, choose this yeah. one. Yeah. I don't know. What if it was up against Taylor Swift? I don't know. No. Would you no. choose it? Yeah, Duran Duran oh, no. ain't beating out Lil Mushmouth. Sorry, it's going to be Duran Duran. Yeah, Duran Duran is, yeah, of course, Duran Duran. Lil Mushmouth. Absolutely. All right, hey, number seven in... Uh, uh, on the top in the top ten of Billboard Hot 100 this week is a song called. Nah, I'm not kidding you. It's, it's spelled F U K U M E A N, and it's pronounced "fuck you mean." Okay. As in the question, mm -hmm. "fuck you mean?" Oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, here mm -hmm. is a. Uh, that's the artist. Get, yeah. No, song, no, that's the name right? of the song, and the <laughs> artist the is the song? Gunna. <laughs> oh, I am such an old man. You know, this shit always bothered me though. We didn't have a lot of this when we were younger. People misspelling oh. things purposefully, purposely and stuff like that. It always right. drove me crazy. But he, mm. Now, of course, now. Right. So. All right, here we Except go. Except Prince, and he just picked Zaf Dingbats as a font to type his name. <laughs> as a name. As his name, Make, yeah. Making a point. Yeah. All right, here you go. Fuck you mean by <laughs> Gunna. That's enough. That's yep. two. Yeah. Give me a chance yeah. to hear. Right, that was so. nice of you. Oh, jeez, it's the same. Thing. Oh, we're back. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's well, the basically same guy the same. or whatever. Yeah. Listen, same style. In Gunna's defense, at yep. least I could understand the part where he says "fuck you mean." Yeah. And that was someone okay. else. It's very articulate. Like of... Fuck you mean. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you mean. <laughs> no, no, seriously, I want to know what the fuck you mean, but I can't understand what you're saying. <laughs> What the fuck? It's called fuck you saying. Gonna, gonna write some coherent lyrics later is yeah. what he's gonna. It's just, you're right, John. Whether you're socially active or just making a silly, fun song, there was an energy, a life that's just not in these mm -hmm. song hip hop these days. And I associate that type of energy, again, no matter what your message was, and even including mm -hmm. the song The Message, that <laughs> is essential to hip hop. I, I can't call this yeah. hip hop. I mean, what is this? It just seems like rap, just like I, rap. I heard two drum. I heard a drum machine and a piano mm -hmm. machine. Yeah, and then a guy screaming at me, "Fuck you, mean!" I, I, yeah. It's just where's the where's the heart in that? Mm -hmm. I don't. Mm. All right, look. He, this is a typical high energy, skilled vocalist and lyricist 
from the 1980s. This, these kids could not do this today. They're, and they're not. Listen to how many words he Chuck D fits in here. Never batted and back because a brother is mad at him. Mad at the fact that you're up like a senator. Soul on the road, but you treat it like soap on the rope because the beast in the lines are so dope. Listen, for lessons are playing inside you. Think that the critics are blessing me for. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Right on. <laughs> All right. Okay, here we go. All right. So up against uh, Fuck You Mean in, in, in 1983, uh, Our House by Madness. Oh, yeah. well, this is easy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anything's going to be yeah. that's mm-hmm. gonna. But I, I did enjoy Our House. It's not the most yeah, fun of the too. Madness tunes, but not nuts about the song. It's better yeah. than Fuck You Mean. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Same. It's not my favorite song ever, but I feel sentimental about it because I, you know, I heard it tons of times and I enjoyed it. I don't even feel (laughs) sentimental and it still wins. And it still wins. Yeah. I got to admit in 1983, so I was 12 years old Mm -hmm. and I, I, you know, we've talked about this before how we think about lyrics and Kat mentioned like sometimes she didn't know the lyrics, you know, but she sang the best of her knowledge or Mm -hmm. ultimately (laughs) learn the lyrics. Now when we're older, we're like, Oh wow. What we're seeing about when I was a kid, I took lyrics very literally. So when they Mm. said our house in the middle of our street, (laughs) I thought you'd drive down the road and be like, what the hell? Who put this house here? How am I supposed to get through? <laughs> I love this. <laughs> uh, see, that's actually a prequel to No Parking on the Dance Floor. There you go. Oh, yep. right. nice. Because you pull right in, middle of the street, and right into the dance floor. No right. parking. <laughs> yes. You just crash your car right into the dance floor. That's right, right through the wall. Yeah. Disco right. ball ahead. <laughs> Number six in the top 10 of Billboard. I keep saying these words and I keep getting them wrong every time. What is it? Number six <laughs> on the top 10. Uh-huh. Huh. Number six uh-huh. on Billboard's Hot 100. You guys know what I mean. That sounds good. I do. It's, yeah. Let's see if we can get through 10 seconds of All right. Flowers by Miley Cyrus. Oh. oh. Okay. We were good. We were gold. Kind of dream that can't be so. Mm. We were right. Oh, John's out. Yeah. I don't know if I'm out. Built a home and watched it burn. Cat's on the fence. I am on the fence. Oh, well, that was 10 seconds. Started to mm. cry, but then remembered I, I can buy myself flowers. That's better. Yeah. Marginally. Does it sound familiar to it all? It, yes, I've heard this song before. Um, Who originally sang this? Because this is it's a not, cover. It's, a, it's an original song. This is original? But it does sound like something, right? The chord structure is oh, similar. Oh, oh, Luxury did something on this. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why I saw it. So it's either a sample or an interpolation or something else. <laughs> interpolation. <laughs> it's neither. It's neither. It's neither? Oh. But what it is is just a coincidence. Coincidence. <laughs> or, you know, it, it, it's either coincidence or it's a brilliant interpolation of sorts it's just a ripoff no, no, it's not an interpolation in the sense that a you know melody was borrowed uh uh-huh. or uh words were borrowed uh-huh. but the chord progression certainly the first four chords of the song are the same as another well-known uh uh song from the disco year from 1978 gloria gainer's i will survive mm. oh. i didn't hear that and I have a, some. I found online where somebody did a mashup of the two, taking the Mi- Miley Cyrus lyrics mm-hmm. and putting it with the Glory Gaynor music, so you can hear. John is unimpressed. Not impressed. 
He's like, I buzzed it. I'm done right. with the segment. You guys, He's let like, me know when you're done talking about this song. Get to the next song. Okay, I just want to say something. Yeah. I didn't, I'm not a huge Miley Cyrus fan. And mm-hmm. I have to say, I really didn't like her voice in what mm-hmm. you just played mm-hmm. for us, you know, uh, and in the song. But what I don't know what it was about the song or the, is it maybe was it the chord progression? You know, there was something yeah. about what yeah. I was hearing that was pleasing to me. It was not her voice. Yeah. Um, now, when she when it got a little more upbeat, it got better. I still wasn't like super happy with her voice. So if somebody else were singing this song, you know, her, her song, Taylor Swift. I would, sure. I would like or, or, it better. Or if she were singing it better, else were singing. also would be a viable. Or option. if she yeah. better. Yes. If she <laughs> sang it differently. Coming from the studio. Miley, uh, I got just one note for you. Can you uh, sing better? Could you do what you just did, but good this time? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm not a fan, nor am I a dissident to Miley Cyrus. I think she's fine. I think she gets a bad rap yeah. because she works so hard to be in the eye and be a young lady yeah. who's trying to shake mm-hmm. herself of a squeaky clean Disney image. That all being said, I like some of her stuff. I don't mm-hmm. like, I don't like hearing female vocalists doing that. What would you call it? It's almost like a, like a scratchy kind of, you know, it's like, use your voice. It's gorgeous. You know, John just gave the equivalent of, you should smile more, honey. I beg to differ. I beg to differ. Oh no. I beg to differ. I don't know if I um, feel the same way about like all women's voice, you know, like not that it has to be about actually, no, actually I feel the same way about, Men too. Who, there's some singer. You can cut this out. There's some singer. I stopped recording. <laughs> right when he leans on his hand, he's already editing. I'm, gonna, I'm actually leaning on the pause button. I will. I'll just look up at the ceiling and talk since you're Perfect. gonna cut it out anyway. So, but there's some. Yeah, there's some guy who sings now, and I call him gravel voice. And, and mm. oh, I, mm. I can't stand yeah, it. Like I just, is. yeah, maybe uh, he's on our top ten. Is it a new a new guy? Oh, he's a, yeah. He's a more contemporary mm. singer. So what you're saying, Kat, is he should smile more. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> I guess. <exactly. laughs> you should smile more, honey. You're so handsome. But I didn't, yeah, I didn't yep. like what she was doing with her voice. I, no. Either, yeah. Number Sorry. six in 1983 was Come Dancing by the Kinks. Oh. Winner. I do enjoy that song. So easy. And yeah. You know, it's got it's, a good little story to it. It's yep. only natural. Do, 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 do. Yes. Number five <laughs> this week in the top mm-hmm. 10. Okay. Is uh-huh. I Can See You, Taylor's version by Taylor Swift. Oh. Wow. Three of them. Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm with right, it. You got me. I'm good. Actually, oh, this is my favorite of the three we've heard so far by, by Taylor Swift. Yeah. Oh, I love when they drop music out. I was really enjoying watching John wrestle with whether he was going to buzz it or not. He went through so many emotions in just a few measures. Yeah, I really wasn't sure. Right, yeah. it, it started out; it sounded too synthy, but the oh. rhythm was good with the synth. Mm-hmm. And then, and then when I finally got a little bit of voice, a little bit of vocals, it got mm-hmm. by that. I yeah, I didn't buzz by then. So yeah. she, she squeaked right. by me. I'm sure it's not coming through either, John, through the soundboard. But it's actually it sounds like electric guitar for the actual. Oh, really? I'm sure. It's, I'm sure. Oh, it's, is it uh, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, hey, so yeah, I like that song. Um, yeah. Let's see. Number f- oh, number five in 1983 was "Wanna Be Starting Something" by Michael Jackson. Oh man. Winner. Oh. Sorry, Taylor. (gasps) Yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't think it's, it's not just nostalgia, right? I mean, you put that on, it's a jam. You're up and moving. Oh yeah. 
I I have to yeah, I have to go with wannabe starting something. Yeah. Absolutely. You're crashing your car into a dance floor and then immediately flying through the windshield <laughs> on impact. It's start moonwalking. Mama say, mama say, mama say, mama Oh, look, Will's disappearing. Oh, I'm moonwalk. I was moonwalking. Shut up. Indeed. Yep. All right. Hey, number four yeah. uh, this week in the top 10 is Calm Down by hmm, either Rima. I'm going to say Rima. Rama. Rama or Rima. Uh, and Selena Gomez. We know Selena I thought Gomez. it was going to be You Need to Calm Down by Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, no, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, All right, let's see how we do with this one here. 10 seconds all right. or so, or roughly. Mm. Feeling a little sappy to me already. No. <laughs> Look at John. He's thinking. Yeah. I'm out, Taylor. Yeah, I'm out. I mean, oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh, oh. Now I'd be out. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was, was good until reaction. the vocals that time. That was great because you're like, oh, no. They busted out. And then you were going to sing its praises. And oh, yeah. my God. Never, never mind. Oh, no, no. no. <laughs> and just a side note. These aren't 10 seconds. I, I don't know what they are. I'm not it's measuring fine. each one. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so I, I liked yeah. the, the odd meter. Mm-hmm. And I liked hearing okay. a, a real acoustic guitar. I could hear, or maybe it was electric, huh. but I could hear the squeak of the strings. And it <laughs> sounded, it sounded real, whether it was or not, it sounded yeah. real. Mm-hmm. And, uh-huh. and the little kind of, the, it's almost like a little backbeat off, off rhythm kind of yeah. thing, which mm-hmm. I like. The and then they, speaking of fuck you mean, what are you doing ruining a song with those vocals? Yeah, I don't know. What <laughs> that was just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, number four in 1983 was Never, Never Gonna Let You Go by Sergio Mendes. Why can't I think of this song? Yeah, I, you can't know, I thought you might need a little reminder. Oh, thank you. Oh, uh-huh. I'm never gonna let you go. I'm gonna hold you in my arms forever. Gonna make up all the times I hurt you so. This is one of those compilation albums that they had in the 80s, you know, like all the love songs. Yeah, Joe Cocker, Sergio oh, Mendez. Yeah. And on the commercial, yeah, they played yeah. clips on the, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. $19.95 for two LPs, $24.95 for two compact discs. Order now. Yes. Oh, yeah. my gosh. That was and two great. 45 RPMs, uh, double vinyl. <laughs> for $160 damn dollars. Triple analog. Please allow four to six weeks for delivery. No money order. <laughs> um, so but good. wait, there's more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going with uh, Sergio Mendes. Yeah. Oh, Wait, yeah, yeah. What was it up sure. against? Oh, it was up against yeah. the that weird song. That the weird, oh, the weird song. offbeat yeah. had potential. Oh, yeah. Bad and then vocal it was thing. Bizarre. Yeah, Mm-mm. right. Sergio the ones you, we all buzzed it, so it loses. <laughs> <laughs> Number three is uh, Vampire by o- Olivia Rodrigo. Let's see what. Oh, oh. I need to okay. hear this one too because I saw oh, it okay. mentioned. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Here you go. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to provide this service to you, Kat. Thank you, Will. Yeah. I'm almost out already. Hurry up. I'm only hanging in for you guys. <laughs> we can hear more. No, we're past the 10 second mark again. Okay. I hate to give the satisfaction asking oh. how you're doing now. There's the castle built of people you pretend to care about just what you wanted. That's weird that I'm kind of into this a little bit. Really? I didn't buzz it as quickly as I thought I would. And I got to say, I'm surprised John didn't buzz it because I know <gasps> in the past John said something about he hates like when 
Well, like yeah. people are like, me, 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 me. <laughs> I have to say I'm surprised too. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't hear the whiny in the voice though. It okay. was just like, it was, it was right in my ear and it yeah. was very intimate and it was Prisoner. very, like, very articulate and something about oh. it. Was, it wasn't yeah, fucking like, mean. <laughs> so it's okay. It wasn't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I, don't I recently, hate it. I recently discovered uh, Billie Eilish, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. right. oh, yeah. albums and this sound kind of yep. Billie Eilish ish and I'm digging Billie Eilish these days. Really? Uh, and her vocals yeah. there sounded like Billie Eilish. So. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can I can see why you would say that. Let's I... see. Uh, she's got yeah. heavy competition though because the number three in 1983 was Flashdance by Irene Cara. <laughs> there yeah. is sorry no competition. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, one thing I'm noticing. Uh, I think I can say this right. Maybe you guys see if you agree. The top ten today. Mm-hmm. The songs have kind of a, and I, I know I complain about this a lot, but they have a mm-hmm. similar feel to them, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a mm-hmm. lot of it, again, like I say, it's usually more downbeat. Even the, right. quote, mm-hmm. hip-hop mm-hmm. song, more down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor Swift songs right. had a little more life to them, a little more yeah. pop and sort of uh, maybe up-tempo yeah. sort of songs. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they have this sort of color to them that's kind of blue. Whereas there's quite mm-hmm. a variety in the 1980s counterparts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, mm-hmm. like where is the mm-hmm. 21st century My Adidas? Like, mm-hmm. where is a song that's just like damn fun? I mean, just yeah. do you hear those anymore? No, Liz- yeah. Lizzo, Lizzo did it about damn time. Oh, you know what's the, uh, the probably the closest thing to just a pure joy song that I've heard in yeah. ten years was probably the uh, is Uptown oh. Funk. That is a delight. I yeah. love. Uptown funk, love, love, yeah. love, love it. That's just you're right. To that, to that extent, yeah. you're right. Lizzo, yeah. uh, that song was great. There's, mm. there's actually, there are songs that are fun like that, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're few yeah. and far between Ooh, these days, plentiful. aren't they? Yeah. And, and when they happen, they're hits. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> take a, take I, a hit, artists. <laughs> the, the happy song, you know, like the you know, <laughs> happy, <laughs> literally happy. Is that, is that Pharrell happy. Williams or something or yeah, Pharrell? Pharrell or yeah. Yes, Pharrell. Yep, Pharrell Williams. All right, number two. Huh. Speaking of covers, maybe this song is called Fast Car by Luke mm. Combs. I think that's oh. a country singer, Luke Combs, right? I, I think so. Which, no. of course. Yeah, All right, here, here is uh, Fast Car. Oh, it's a cover. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh. oh yeah. Absolutely. I'm out. I didn't care for it when Tracy Chapman did it. You got a fast car. I was, I was okay with that song. It wasn't a favorite. Maybe we make a deal. Uh-oh. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> He's got a good voice, but... Yeah. Not for this I don't song. like the original, and I don't like country music, so... Really? Oh, well. Listen, um, Dolly or Kenny. Country, but I do like the original, yeah. Do you like the original? I do like the original. I, yeah. Not my favorite. I like it. His voice just yeah. is wrong for this song, kind of. Yeah. Hmm. Is it a perceptual set thing? Because you're, you're thinking of... You're, you're, you want the original... Perhaps. I think my gut reaction was, but then I quickly tried to yeah. set that aside and go, okay, it's not Tracy Chapman. What does it sound like? And it just, it wasn't right. It just didn't sound right. I yeah. liked the original. It, it's not a favorite, but, but I liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. But what are we up so, against? Will? Number two in 1983 was Electric Avenue by Eddie oh, Grant. Oh yeah. That's, oh <laughs> yes. Oh yes. Then I'll take it higher. <laughs> yeah. That's a winner. That's a winner. Definitely over this cover yeah. that I buzzed. Yeah. I, I think we're going to get to hear that at SFGE, actually. Is that right? Does that group do if that? If I'm not much stand? mistaken, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cool. yep. Cool. All right, here we go. Number one. Number one in the, right. on the top 10 uh, this week is a song called Last Night by Morgan Wallen or Whalen. W-A-L-L-E-N. Wow, me number one. I'm ready. 
Sounds like another country song to me. Last night we let the liquor talk. I can't remember everything. I mean, John, that sounds like a whiny uh, voice to me. That's not a whine. That is twang. That's twang. It's different. It's twang. That's twang. It's definitely twang. I'm call it a twine then. The, well, then the wrap only- it up. <laughs> Dang, fast. I'm only okay with twang and trucker songs. There That's why go. I'm okay with twang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I wouldn't buzz that. I, like I don't, I don't know that I love this song. I don't know that I would mm-hmm. listen to the whole song, but I would listen to much more of it than the first ten seconds for sure. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. again, if you got that acoustic guitar and I can hear your fingers squeaking on the strings, mm. yeah, like it just yeah. sounds so real to me. Yeah, that yeah. I'm, like I'm on board for a further thirty seconds at least to hear where you go, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I hear the twang. And it, that's the music I grew up with, you know. Sure. I was I was yeah. I was 13 before I knew there was something other than Waylon Jennings. Like really, uh, there was nothing else. Yes. <laughs> you didn't have a steel guitar and a fiddle. It ain't music, you know. So. Uh, number one in 1983 was "Every Breath You Take" by the Police. Oh, winner! That's tough. Wow, that's tough to beat. I mean, you just ran into a buzzsaw. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Morgan. All right, there you go. Did we learn anything? I don't know. Did we uh, have fun? Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Huh. Yep. Yep. We learned that I'm being canceled because I'd like ladies to smile. And oh no! No, cat. Cat neutralized it. <laughs> oh, did she? Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did. Yeah, she normalized it for us all. Thank you. Normal. Cat. Yeah. There you go. All right. You were equally sexist tonight. <laughs> you were like, you should flex more. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to pop. You up. <laughs> All right. Hey, that's it. We're done. We got to pack up everything because we're headed to Atlanta, Georgia. So we're going to start wrapping up cables. I started my to-do <laughs> list. Up. Packing up microphones. Mm-hmm. Got to write better jokes than we're on this episode. Are we supposed to write jokes <laughs> at a time? <laughs> Don't you? That, that's what it is. Uh, Remember we were trying to figure it out? Mm-hmm. Now we know. Now we know. <laughs> yeah. It's all clear. All right. Hey, th- that was the show. And our show is brought to you every week, thanks in part to our early adopters mm-hmm. like Karen Flieger, yeah. Kathy Burke, and Rick Parker. Go, Rick! <laughs> and thank you especially to our Secret of Our Success Level Patreon supporters like Brad Bowman, Marcus yeah. Taylor, Tony Great, Brandon <laughs> Greer, Nick Guillory, John Henderson and Craig Coletta. Are you trying to surprise me now? No, I'm trying to make it very clear which one is the flourish. I felt like it's, you know, I'm, I'm a, a Clouseau and you're Cato. <laughs> I love that. I, I was trying to make it the flourish obvious, saving it not, for the not, end. Not Kato. Kato, not today, okay? Kato, don't do it. Being serious. I love that. Hey, thanks everybody to your incredible support. Uh, we certainly thoroughly appreciate your willingness to help us keep the lights on uh, every week, month, hour by hour, minute by minute. We feel yes. all the time here. It goes by so slowly. But if you can't uh, give us a dollar or two, hey, there's plenty of other ways you can support the show, including following mm-hmm. us on Facebook, following mm-hmm. us on YouTube, uh, sending us a comment, an email, or yes. you can review us on the podcast platform mm-hmm. you're listening to right now, including yes. 
Uh, just like this, uh, one reviewer who wrote, by George, don't fade quietly into your bottles of Geritol. <laughs> <laughs> Read this pi- podcast title carefully. The content isn't nostalgia ad nauseum. This pot is relevant now. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. Damn it. Now. <laughs> no. I'm adding that. 1980s Now packages deep dives into music, movies, culture, and personalities with a facade of light humor while effortlessly... Light humor. (laughs) I was trying to think about which one of the three of us provides the uh, facade of light humor while effortlessly raising thought-provoking insights. And who does that? Uh, It spotlights the totally rad motifs in film, music, and media while still permeating our modern times. If you want to hear about parachute pants, hair crimpers, or how to measure your mullet... Oh, geez, I'm glad that ended with mullet. This probably isn't for you. The 1980s Now crew has some serious alchemy at work, and the masses will soon, Aww. like me, discover this golden content too. Yes, spread the word. Oh. Wonderful. Wow. Thank you so much for those kind wow. words. That was such a nice mystery, review. Mystery reviewer. Yes, and so accurate, because we apparently were really light on the humor this week. <laughs> light humor. Very, very light. I got to tell you, it really is. It requires no effort to not prepare. It is effortless <laughs> in that way. Hey, but look, we're saving all the good stuff for this weekend. So we hope to see you at the Southern Grunt Fight right. Gaming Expo. Please go to Game, Game ATL to find out more information to get your tickets. Yes. And maybe when I say these words now, mm. it'll be there yeah. that we will talk to you again next time. At 1980s now. Until that time. (laughs) Bye, y'all.